Welcome to the Red Letters Podcast. In this podcast, we explore topics that can be life-transforming while delivering a message of hope. Thank you for joining us on this week's podcast. Today's topic is going to be peacemaker versus peacekeeper. They might sound the same, but they're different in many ways. We're going to open up the discussion. And uh, one of the ways to look at it would be like the peacemaker would be the one that's uses wisdom that understands that there's going to be compromise needed to get to a solution and to bring peace in that situation where um, someone who's more of a peacekeeper, they're non-confrontational. They just want peace at all cost. They don't really want the confrontation. They would rather just, you know, hey, let's just not, not get too excited over this issue. You know, let's just change the subject, whatever the case is, just because they don't want to be in the middle of a mix. But hopping the fence back to the the peacemaker, they're willing to get their hands dirty for the moment, knowing that healing could take place, resolution could take place, a real solution that would be good for both parties. Hmm. Tony, could you give me an example of both of them? <laughs> oh, you know what? Gio, Gio's listening. I wonder if he could give us an example of what the difference is. For me, I would always like to think of myself as a peacemaker, but I didn't know there was a difference between keeper and a maker. Mm-hmm. Off the bat, something that I, I don't know an exact story offhand, but a lot of it's with when it comes to conflict, like arguments. If yeah. I already hear someone, you know, like if my parents were arguing or something, I'd be like, hey, no, 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 stop yelling, stop yelling or whatever. Not like it's actually happened, but right. in an example and a peacemaker would be like, what are you guys yelling about? You know, oh, okay. and almost like get in, the, get into the nitty gritty and like, hey, let's figure this out mm-hmm. and and bring peace so that both of them can understand both sides, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think peacemakers are the ones that aren't afraid to like, hey, let's talk about it. Right. Peacekeepers are like, hey, stop talking. You know, yeah. let's, just, let's mm-hmm. just have, you know, a nice mm-hmm. night or, you know. Just mm-hmm. brush it off. I have a question right off the bat. When that scripture, he's talking about like the Beatitudes, he says, blessed are the peacemakers for they will inherit the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Because they're, they're the ones that are actually, oh, Ida, did you want to go? I believe that they're the ones actually making the peace and bringing people together and speaking the truth. And unlike the other ones that are brushing, they only use whatever is convenient for them and to empower them mm-hmm. instead of using what God gave them to empower the people. Mm-hmm. So blessed are the ones who, what was the, how did you say it? Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed yeah. are the peacemakers. So the yeah. peacemaker is the one that's embracing God's word. Okay. It, because we're fo- that's how I take it. Yeah. We are following what God laid out for us to do. Uh-huh. As opposed to the keeper who's just saying, you know what, this doesn't work. Let's do something else. Mm-hmm. But let's all be okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. all be okay with it. Yeah. yeah. That's how I take it. I don't know if Tony or I Yeah. Know. Well, I was kind of thinking the same question when we were going to uh, discuss this topic. So that same verse in another translation, it might help us understand a little bit more. It's it's uh, Matthew 5, 9. It says, you're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate Instead of compete or fight, that's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. 
So I think that helps a whole lot because you're bringing a you're you're showing people how to cooperate. You're avoiding fighting and arguing. There's you're avoiding the the competing to who's who's right, who's wrong. Right. Because at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter as long as you're both better for it. Right. So mm-hmm. I think coming to a resolution and, and a compromise in a healthy way to bring peace and to maintain it. Not everybody wants to do that. It's always easier to be the peacekeeper. That's the easier way to mm-hmm. go about it. And and you could kind of, quote unquote, feel good about being that. Right. But you make a difference when you choose to be a peacemaker. Maker. Because mm-hmm. in every family, there's God puts peacemakers. Mm-hmm. You know, there's peacekeepers as well. But there's always people that are willing to sit down. And it's normally somebody that might be a little bit older, right. a little bit more wiser, mm-hmm. has maybe a little more experiences where they've not done something correctly and they learn from it. So now they can present it to this right, situation yeah. that's mm-hmm. taking place in your family, at work, whatever the case is. But what do you call it? Peacemaking is actually a probably something that you should always be uh, open to step into with wisdom, right. not just step in there just to say you're a peacemaker. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a, a scripture, I think it's in Proverbs, where it says that you jumping into an argument when you really don't have the competence to, to bring a resolution, it's like you're grabbing the ears of a dog mm-hmm. and you're trying to keep them from biting you. Right. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it's uh, what that picture is like. So you're going to get bit. Because you're not going in with wisdom. You're just going in there thinking, hey, I, I could solve this issue. Yeah. And sometimes you end up in the mix. Okay. The story that's coming to... Oh, do you want, do you want to share well, something? I just want to share something real quick. Because sure. I wanted to reread in Matthew um, 5, one of the verses of the Beatitudes. says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. And down here it says that God is the supreme peacemaker and his sons follow his example. So that meaning, that definition, when we become a peacemaker, Jesus being the ultimate peacemaker, and we, when we reflect who he is, and we, when we follow his example, then mm-hmm. we become his sons and right. his daughters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what that verse means when it being a peacemaker and yeah. inheriting the kingdom. And yeah. what I think, yeah, that's what my Bible reads. Yeah. So thinking about the lens of seeing it through Jesus and how we're supposed to be like Jesus, the story mm-hmm. that comes to mind is the woman who is caught in the middle of adultery, mm. right? And then the religious yep. leaders bring her to Jesus and say, okay, to keep the peace, the law says we need to stone her, right? Mm. But Jesus comes and instead of just, you know, whatever he could have done, he decides to to pause, right? He takes a minute and his response can almost seem, what's the word, um, controversial. Mm-hmm. But he tells them, okay, to make peace, he provoked them. He says, okay, he was without sin, cast the first stone, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like that's like a mirror of what we're called to do as peacemakers and peacekeepers. So peacekeepers, good. how Gia was reading before we started, was like, they're going to keep the law. Like right. the like the religious leaders, the Pharisees did. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, to make peace, he provoked righteousness. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, technically Jesus was the only one who could cast a stone, right? Mm-hmm. And so just him provoking that question, he made peace because every one of them dropped their stones and walked away. And mm-hmm. then he comes to the woman and says, where are your accusers now, right? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of feel like that's the picture of peacemaker versus peacekeeper. 
Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. That's really yeah. good. That's yeah. the story that comes to mind. That was really but. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One other thing, I guess I'll, I'll add to that because I was thinking of another scripture that came to mind is Jesus never said, I came to be a peace uh, keeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he never sword. said that. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. actually said the opposite. Mm-hmm. He said here in uh, Matthew 10, the same book, 34, perhaps you think I've come to spread peace and calm over the earth, but my coming will bring conflict and division, mm-hmm. not peace. Yeah. Because of me, a son will turn against his father, a daughter, her mother, and against her mother-in-law. Within your own family, you will find enemies. Uh, Whoever loves father or mother or son or daughter more than me is not fit to be my disciple. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't believe it's so much that he wants that to take place, but when you choose to be a peacemaker, sometimes you're not going to look so hot. You're not going to look so good, but you're willing to say, Hey, you know what? This is right. This is wrong. This is the compromise. Here's where you guys can meet in the middle. And let's just say you're, you're in a discussion with two people and they both turn on you. Mm -hmm. That's, I think what it's saying here is that some, there's going to be people that are going to know, Hey, I, I need to follow Jesus at all cost. And it's not that I, I, I don't want to love my family. I just can't be in agreement on some of the stuff that you agree on anymore. Mm, because now my eyes are open. I can't live the same way. I'm living from a different place. My love is at a whole different level that I have access to. So I love you enough to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Not so mm-hmm. much because I'm going to pat you on the back because you're. I just want to celebrate you at all costs. Right. That's not really somebody that's down to be a peacemaker. They just want to be a peacekeeper and yeah. pat you on the back and say, mm-hmm. okay, little Johnny, you're going to be good. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. No matter what you do, okay, you want to you know, ditch class and you want to think you, you want to just live amok like they say, mm-hmm. oh, don't worry, you're, you're my, he, he's my son. I love him no matter what. Mm-hmm. I think you really don't. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you love them, you would be a peacemaker and be willing to discipline them out of a place of love, yeah, knowing true. that that's going to benefit them. So at the end of the day, they could actually live with peace and carry peace in their life and know what that is. Mm-hmm. But I think when you don't have peace you're going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it, you have to be willing to participate and bring peace. And, and it doesn't have to look ugly. You don't have to be loud when you do it. Really, wisdom is a soft answer. Yeah. When it's used correctly, wisdom is a, a soft answer and can bring peace in any situation. But we have to be willing to go ahead and, hey, for the good of the family, for the good of this relationship, for the good of my coworkers, here's what I think is the best thing. Do you think we can move forward? Are you opposed to doing this and changing the direction of the the course you two are choosing to go? Because neither one of them are right. But if we can change the course of what we're doing and let's go ahead and go in this direction, I think for as a whole, we'll benefit more as a company. Right. That sounds good. And, you know, um, Tony, uh, just piggybacking on what you just said with not trying to fit in or look right for other people and just agreeing with them. I I have a a family member. Gosh, I hope she doesn't listen because she gets all into her feelings. (laughs) But she did say um, she used to call me. And there was a time whenever she called and she would tell me stuff. And this is this goes for family and friends. 
And I used to agree with what they were saying. I guess I was the keeper at that point, uh, the peacekeeper, because like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, he's horrible. Oh, yeah, you should do this. And basically react to whatever anybody was doing. And then after obviously reading the word and understanding more what God was calling us to do, calling me to do, it was, do you want, I, when she would call, I was like, wait, do you want to hear what you want to hear or do you want to hear the truth? Because the truth is going to hurt you, but in the long run, it's going to benefit you. So it's being honest. Like we, I don't think that there, there should be a problem with us being honest with what the truth is. And uh, sometimes it's not about being right or wrong. It's not about definitely being about right or wrong. It's about what is best in this situation and what is going to help you carry over. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, sometimes when they call and they say, well, let's say um, she's talking about her son. He did this and he did this and he did this. I'm like, yeah, I understand how did you react? And when she tells me how she reacted, it's like, as long as you continue to react that way, you're just matching him and he's a child, you're not. So you need to be the adult and bring him up to your level. And she's like, could you just for once not uh, give me therapy? Could you just be my sister? It's like, so you want me to agree with you? So uh, that's being a keeper. And I didn't want to agree with her because I knew that in the long run, it's hurting her. So it's like, I can't, if you're going to ask me for advice, I'm just going to tell you the truth and what I feel is going to work best. Not what's right or wrong, but what's going to work best because the peacemaker wants that because it's not what's going to happen in that moment. It's what's going to carry on and keep happening throughout time mm-hmm. if they continue to do things, if we continue to do things a little different than what we were known to do. Yeah, I think that's good. One thing that I kind of heard in you, what you said is that a lot of times when people will come or you you see this conflict going to happen or somebody reaches out to you. Use your discernment on are they coming uh, to for you to just appease what they're doing mm-hmm. or not? Because if the, if in the course of them communicating to you, you see in between the lines, they want the keeper. They don't want the maker. They don't want the maker, yeah. It's a good time to clarify, okay, what is, like you said, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, you know, of course, we always need to try to be the keeper. Yeah. You know, there might be sometimes we just need to be a listener, but that doesn't mean we need to be in agreement, in agreement you know, exactly. and and going back to that one scripture in the King James, it actually says that Jesus said, I came to bring peace and not a sword. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we need no, to be. I came to bring a sword. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> we could edit that. <laughs> yeah. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. I would say that I know that there's some people that love to bring the sword. Mm-hmm. Because it's a sword, it's mm-hmm. nice, it's shiny, yeah. it can cause danger, the you look of, strong, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you're empowered. So I would say be careful that you don't abuse that either. Mm-hmm. Because I've lost family in my early years of following God because I was bringing that sword and I was coming to fight mm-hmm. in the name of peace. And that's a bad place to be because I was I was so quick to bring judgment to certain people in my family because there were certain things they were doing that I knew was not the way of God. Right. Yeah. And I would touche, let's go. And I would rip at them and thinking I was loving them, mm-hmm. but all I was do is just destroying them. Right. And then it took years to heal that those relationships and actually become a peacemaker to where now those same people I have the conversations where they know where I'm coming from, and now I'm actually functioning out of a place of love right. instead of weaponry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You well, know what well, I mean? it brings to 
I'm remembering that when we went to a family gathering, I'm not going to mention which part of the family, but we actually all went to a family gathering and there was comments being made. A lot of the family members were coming to Tony and asking Tony's opinion. And it was a, a, a sibling of theirs that is a believer, mm-hmm. but they didn't show up because they were at a a special event. I want to say it that way. I don't want to go into details, but they were at an event and it really bothered the siblings that were there at the gathering where we were because that sibling didn't come because it was that gathering was more important than them being the there. It was and like because a church event. It was kind of like you were saying where we've lost family and pushed family away because, you know, they weren't as important than what the church event mm-hmm. or that whatever event was going on. And when we were there at that, at the family, we they were like, it was really heavy on their heart. But the fact that he was such a good listener at first and he was being a peacemaker, it was a good example of being a peacemaker because he wasn't putting down the relative that was a believer and he wasn't putting down the ones that mm. were, you know, not believers, right. but he was bringing peace between them and helping them understand where maybe the other one's coming from, but it started with being a good listener. You know, he was willing to listen to them, but they eventually invited him and, Hey, we want, what do you think? What what, can you help us understand? Can you help us, you know, see what's going on? Because it really bothered them. And it, and not only was it bothering them, but it was even giving them a bad taste of, you know, gosh, if if this is the way it's going to be, then I don't want to be a Christian. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? And and it was that point and, and that relative is that, to, and, and that relative is really hard too when it comes to like, you know, you're sinning and you're this and throwing, you know, the book at them mm-hmm. instead of just trying to be that Christian, that relative, that family member that's the peacemaker, right? right. Mm-hmm. Because even me, I'm guilty of it. I'm thinking of my baby brother when I first got saved. You know, I remember just preaching and basically bringing condemnation and not love. I wasn't trying to be a peacemaker, you know, because we would get a big argument. We get in a heated argument and I always thought, well, I'm right. And then I thought, you know, well, you know, I did my good diligence, you know, with, Mm -hmm. with me being a Christian, but instead I, I made it worse for him. I made it to the point where none of my family members wanted to even be a Christian. Like if it's, if that that's what's being a Christian, then I want no part to play oh, in it, wow. you know? Yeah. And it took years for me to get my family to come back, but then it's becoming like, you know, a peacemaker, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, not a peacekeeper, mm-hmm. because like I said, I could go along with them and, you know, think compromise and this, this and that mm-hmm. and be one way with them and be another way with, you know, with the church. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, 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 go ahead. Oh, so I like going off what mom and kind of what you were saying, dad, about like, almost like, I feel like a peacemaker doesn't have to be, you know, this guy with a sword and battle. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it's like delivery, you know, mm-hmm. how yeah. you come across. Yeah, yeah. Cause I know somebody who always speaks the truth and I'm like, man, she's right. Mm-hmm. But her delivery is way off. Like, you know, like you can, you can, <laughs> I feel like it's, you know, where she's like spitting fire and you're like, you got to bring honey, is you know? Yeah. Is that me? No, 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 no somebody. But I think of like, you know, peacemakers when the, and then in Hebrews, when it talks about how the word is like a, a sword that divines even bone and marrow, like, you know, mm. super precise mm-hmm. where you got to have that wisdom to know what the root is mm-hmm. and how to come across without, you know, 
it's it's like this you know bringing division or yeah without you know it's like this tightrope walk yeah, where almost you, a balancing act a mm-hmm. balancing act but where you got to get you got to get your hands dirty mm-hmm. but a lot mm-hmm. of it i think is like the delivery mm-hmm. you know and i i wish or my my question was how what's the advice you would give someone because i feel like how you were married where if someone came up to me i'd be like oh yeah yeah i understand mm-hmm. and then the other person came up like oh yeah yeah i understand mm-hmm. and i never really was like no you're you were wrong though no you difference. know well, well mm-hmm. I know it, there's needs to be some boldness or, you know, there has to be something inside where it just has to, you know, flip. But what advice would you guys give to like help make a peacemaker? I mm. think one of the best ways to do that is help them to discover it by the questions you give them. Mm. That's good. Mm-hmm. In other words, you, you put the carrot in front of them and lead them mm-hmm. through questions so that they discover it themselves because I think that's what Jesus did when he spoke in parables. Mm-hmm. He put the, the carrot in front of them mm-hmm. to get them to get to the, the, the answer on their, and they, their eyes were opened mm-hmm. instead of here's the answer yeah. because then they could be lazy about it and it's mm-hmm. not, yeah, they might get the answer, but it's not going to help them grow in their, their learning process. Mm-hmm. When you're walking them through the questions, Hey, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. That's a then perfect way to deliver. Then they're answering themselves without they, you having to be the. As you're asking those questions, their yeah. their guard is still down, mm-hmm. yeah. and you keep it down. Yeah. So you're leading them, mm-hmm. and then you're actually teaching them. You're not telling them this, but yeah. you're actually teaching them the process how to get to a serious solution mm-hmm. that's going to be beneficial. So next time when Gio's not around, you're on a vacation or something like that, they might look back at the process that you led them through yeah. and it can help them in other areas of their life. So it's, it benefits, the benefits of that are multiplied mm-hmm. on how you bring them to discover what mm-hmm. the solution is. Yeah. I think that's the best way. It's actually called motivational interviewing. There you so, go. Yeah, there's a word for it. So you lead them to the answer by just questioning them, but you never actually give them the answer. Mm-hmm. So, and then, but what's really good about this, what Tony just said she is... just saved all my time. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to hear you. Uh, what's really good about that, Gio, and just for any listener, is a person will start coming up with their own solution or coming up to... Ah, those aha moments as they're speaking. Mm-hmm. Because once they start hearing themselves out loud, it's like, oh, I just really put my foot in it. I really like, they really can backtrack and see where they messed up, where they misunderstood, where they probably said something they weren't supposed to say or yeah. mm-hmm. took offense to something they weren't supposed to take offense to. Mm-hmm. But typically it happens by the guidance is like you guide them. And once a, uh, an individual is willing they can see themselves like, oh, you know what? It's mm-hmm. me. But all it takes, once the person has it, like you've given them the tool, they can start talking to anybody now. And once they hear themselves, it's like, oh, okay, you know what? I'll backtrack. It was me. So they can mm-hmm. they can find the solution themselves. And a lot of people need a lot of guidance. Mm-hmm. And it's okay because that's what we're equipped for. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people out there are equipped to give them that guidance to where they can find the solution to what's really bothering them. And the sad thing is a lot of people don't want to deal with that. They don't want to go to the root and they don't want to, they don't mm. like what comes up mm. when they have to face the, it's a, it's a fear, but they don't want to face what it is that they, that really gets to them. Mm. Like this, the, the way she talks really bugs me. Why? Why did it bug you? The way she said this or did that, it really, why? It's something in you. It's never about the other person. It's something about mm. you. Mm. But once you start saying that out loud, it's like, oh, you know what? When you, 
When you accept awareness, you accept that, you know what, maybe you are in the wrong. Yeah. And then you can basically what you're doing is coaching this individual to try to get those solutions by themselves without going, you know, off the deep end and believing something that's not really there. Yeah. What was that term called again? Motivational, Motivational interviewing. interviewing. Wow. That's so cool. It's that's done good. a lot between spouses. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Emotional, uh, uh, motivational interviewing. Yeah. Are you, are you, well, I'm not going to say that word because I won't remember it. But when you <laughs> ask questions, because I learned that from him, from Tony, mm-hmm. when it comes to talking to difficult people. Yeah. When it's really difficult people and you're not getting your point across or they're not, you know, they're not really engaged or they're not listening, mm-hmm. then I'll come out with the questions. Yeah. Or I'll, you just repeat what they're saying. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I found that that really does work. Yeah. Especially with talking to the, the people that don't, you know, that are really difficult to talk to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I've yeah. heard it from both ends. I've ha- I've learned this from my uncle mm-hmm. on how he would counsel me. He'd make me walk through that road of answering why I did what I did, and I'm feeling stupid in the process. <laughs> and I've even hit, had it with my kids. Mm-hmm. Like I, re- I think I might have shared this before, where uh, I think it was Dominic. I was turning around and I came off real strong with him, and then he turned and said. When I was all done, he goes, Dad, did you really have to say it all that loud? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, man. It was a soft answer. Yeah. And then it and it was in a question, what could I do but yeah. eat it? And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I felt so stupid, you know. And that's happened with other kids of mine in different times. So. It's so Gio just has to look at yeah. with those eyes and go. And <laughs> where he's like almost teary-eyed and he just like, he'll just give me that look like, and then I'm like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I know what mm-hmm. I did wrong. But I would not hesitate to to try to step into being a peacekeeper if you feel like you're the maker. The maker. Um, don't hesitate to do that because you'll see. Initially, it's tough. It's tough, tough, tough to start to do that if you've never done that. But as you do that and you start seeing fruit from that you're encouraged to do it more. Mm-hmm. Not that you look for it because you're going to be in a hot mess all the time if you're looking for yes. <laughs> opportunities to be the peacemaker. Uh, and it's really good to, um, but like you said, Tony, we have to be equipped, I think. Yeah, yeah. But the peacemaker is somebody who actually wants peace, yeah. who wants what's best for everyone, who wants what's righteous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not about, like I said earlier, about being right or wrong, because right or wrong is subjective, because I could think that I'm doing something right, but then somebody across the street can be looking at me like, wow, she is so, you know, what is she doing? So it's about, I believe the maker, like Jesus said, it's like for those, um, the peace, he, what, did, what was that quote again that you said when he said he calls them? Uh, blessed are the peacekeepers for they will be called children of God. For they will be children of God. They become the yeah. sons, of God. sons of God. Yes, it's because they want what's right. The righteous. They want what's righteous, and they don't want it just for themselves. They're looking out for the the greater good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um. And did you guys kind of give an example of what a peacekeeper is? Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, did did you guys? Yeah, I think we did. Oh, you mm-hmm. did. Okay, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. Sure. <laughs> well, I don't know. I know we don't have that much time, but where, where would you? gauge yourselves i think i because i want to say that i'm a maker i keep a peacemaker but i have i'll I'll be completely honest it there's situations where i'm just like sitting back and trying to just to be the peacekeeper because people don't want to hear it people just aren't open to to hearing what's righteous to hearing what is best they want what they want and that you can't get them off that pedestal so i know it's not we're not supposed to be wishy-washy or 
hot or cold, but there is times that I have found myself where I just sit back. It was like, I'm not even going to deal with this. Like I tried, but I'll just sit back. But there's very little situations where I do that, but there are situations because for the most part, I do aim to be the peacemaker, but I don't know. What do you guys? Well, I I think it's safe to say that neither one are bad Mm -hmm. because it's not like we're trying to say that the peacemaker is the good thing to do and the peace uh, keeper is a bad thing to do. Mm -hmm. I think it depends on the situation. If there's a big family dinner, it's a wedding or something like that. You don't really want to try to do a counseling session right there and be a peacekeeper. (laughs) At the moment, you want to be a peacemaker. Right. Hey, let's Keeper. just mm-hmm. let's just pacify this, and then we could no. Peace. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Say it backwards. Yeah. No, the but peacemaker is what you don't do at the wedding. Is what right. I said. Mm-hmm. No, I know, but you said you titled. Yeah. Peacekeeper. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the peacekeeper is what you'd want to do at the wedding. At those functions. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I think it's the application, the setting, mm-hmm. but I would always try to be more of a peacekeeper, and I've learned that. Because I, I don't feel that that was me initially, mm-hmm. because I was the guy that would be in the background all the time and mm-hmm. not really want to be confrontational. And not that I run to it, but it was almost like a learned thing that I had to learn mm-hmm. in order to function in that place and or to encourage other people to do it there as well. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, I would say that I'm I like, let's just say one is the peace uh peacekeeper mm-hmm. and peacemaker uh, is 10 if you're asking like where we feel they're at where we're at i would probably say i may be a a six or a seven i think mm-hmm. i lean a little bit more towards the keeper i mean the maker, the maker. than i am the keeper okay. um, but again i think it depends on the situation yeah what about Me you too. mom i think lately i've been more of a peacekeeper but mm-hmm. i've been kind of in the bad way because i'm i've been lately like instead of just being confronting a situation Mm -hmm. i'm more like let me just shut down and just suck it up and and avoid any conflict whatsoever and Mm -hmm. not say nothing and then just i end up harboring it which i know is really bad instead of vocalizing it and waiting or waiting for the right moment to to share or you know what i mean Mm -hmm. to express what i'm feeling at that time so i think more lately it's been more of a peacekeeper but in the wrong way because <laughs> yeah. I think you could be a peacekeeper too and, and, yeah. and title yourself as a peacekeeper. But in my situation, when you harbor it and you shut down and you just walk away from it, but yet the thought and the emotions are still there and there, the feelings, yeah. mm-hmm. then that's when it can become toxic and wrong. Right. Exactly. So I think for me, I think similar with mm-hmm. Mary, I think, um, Right now, I, I lean towards more peacekeeping because honestly, I feel like throughout like uh, at first, I felt like I was more a peacemaker where I'd like, hey, let's get to the root of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think over the years, like I started getting tired because mm-hmm. I feel like like to like the certain groups that I, I feel like I I invested my my own word or my, invested my time in in trying to help. Right. I feel like it hasn't gotten anywhere, you know, like almost mm-hmm. like it hasn't, they haven't, it's like how my dad in. said, they haven't figured out for themselves. Right. Um, so right now I think I'm more going to the peacekeeper, um, unless it starts, you know, if, if I see a situation where it gets ugly, then I'll jump in like, Hey, and I'll, I'll try to, you know, try to figure it out right then and there. But right now I feel like I'm, I'm more in the peacekeeping mm-hmm. and I, I don't want, I don't, it eats me up inside when I walk away from something because I'm like, I know both of them are hurting and mm-hmm. I just did nothing to 
help both of them, if that makes mm. sense. Mm, okay. You know? This might be controversial, <laughs> but I almost feel like peacekeeper is a safe bet, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I believe as believers, we're always called to always be a peacemaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It may look different in different scenarios, but I feel like if I say oh, I'm a peacekeeper, I feel like that's safe to say. I think that's the ultimate well, goal to become a peacemaker. Maker. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think to say, okay, well, sometimes I'm this and that, mm-hmm. I feel like as believers, we're called to be one, mm-hmm. always. My reason being is like an example, is I remember my cousin, she is like probably one of the most hard-headed, stubborn people. Lily, I love you. Um, she knows this <laughs> but she's one of the most stubborn like she will not break like you have mm. to do so so much has to happen to her for her to break and I remember one time she was going through it but she was still so hard so stoic and me and my mom went to the house to go visit her and my mom is speaking truth just like talking to her and talking to her and I'm like okay Lord I, I leaned into the Holy Spirit and I was like, okay, show me or tell me what I can do or say to break through, like Gio was talking before, like between the mm-hmm. bone and the mm-hmm. flesh, like let me get to the heart. Mm-hmm. And a peacemaker, you almost feel like you have to like talk or, you know, resolve things. Mm-hmm. But li- literally I looked at her and I said, Lily, I said, there's something you're hiding from God and you need to just let it out now. Something like that. The moment I said those little words, she broke like a baby. And I had no idea. I was like, I don't even know what she's hiding, you know? <laughs> but it was just as leaning into the Lord to say, okay, Lord, how do I respond in this situation? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it looks like I need to just dig. Sometimes mm-hmm. it looks like I need to be quiet, let them talk. And sometimes just one little word, one question can change everything and break through anything. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I just think that we're always called to be a peacemaker. Am I? I feel like I'm getting there. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, mm-hmm. obviously. But I think the goal is to just be sensitive. Like how my dad taught me when I was younger. He's like, always have an ear tuned to heaven and you'll never go wrong when you're having conversations. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's the key to being a peacemaker is just always, Lord, how do I respond in this situation? And every time you'll never feel like how you're saying, Gio, like, man, I just, I'm walking away and I feel like nothing's happening. Maybe there's something that the Lord wants you to do, but sometimes we just don't hear it or we're not really like we're maybe our relationship with God isn't at that point where we can hear his voice over the noise, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. And so, yeah, I just, my heart is to be a peacemaker. I'm, I'm working on being that all the time, mm-hmm. but I know the deeper my relationship grows with the Lord, the stronger my, my ear will be tuned to heaven, mm-hmm. you know? That's good. Um, there's actually one more thing that I would want to add, uh, especially on this topic is, a lot of times when there's siblings, a lot of times the older one is a little bit more, I don't know if it's equipped or they feel like they have more wisdom, but it seems like the older one seems to be one that could be a peacekeeper, a little more natural than a middle child. Mm-hmm. A middle child, the tendency is to be a keeper because they're always... Yeah, he is. No, keeper's the middle child, the maker's the older. Okay, yeah, but you said peacekeeper for the older. Yeah, we're going to have to edit this whole episode. (laughs) But why I say that's because normally a middle child and or the middle children are always trying to uh, get that attention, it seems Mm -hmm. like, because the oldest one gets it for their reasons and the baby gets it for their reasons. So they're always in the middle, so they're natural uh, peacekeepers. But, so sometimes it's a little bit more of a struggle to be a peacemaker mm-hmm. because they're so 
uh, their default is to be the keeper. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying you can't be either one of them, whether you're the oldest or the middle, but it's just something to kind of look at yourself because sometimes that could be a factor in uh, which one you tend to lean towards. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So in wrapping wrapping it up, uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, once again, there we, there's... There's a peacemaker and there's a peacekeeper. And let's just strive to be the peacemakers because we all want peace and we all want what's best for everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Mm